Yo, it's 2019, and you guys are in church today. I mean, come on. Hey, 2019 is going, like, terrible for you guys, right? I mean, for me personally, I am sick. I was sick. Like, I know all my friends are sick, but all right, everyone's fine. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, um, anyone got New Year's resolutions that they're super excited about? Show of hands. Come on. It's a new year, new you, 2019. Okay, like three of you. All right, so you guys are real. Um, anyway, you guys, the three of you, did you guys already break them? Did you guys, you guys are going strong? Yeah, all right, all right, good, good. Well, I'm not, I'm not going strong, but anyone in 2019 planning on going on a sick vacation this year? You're planning to get somewhere warm, somewhere nice, somewhere not here, somewhere not cold, any, any cool vacations planning, that's good. Um, growing up, when I, every time we went on a vacation as a family, it was literally, we always drove to our vacations, because my dad hated flying, so it, like two to three hours, we were in like Boston, any Pennsylvania, anywhere close, and I was the kid growing up that hated road trips. I, in my head, just sitting there, just keep thinking to myself, hey, are we there yet? Are we there yet? I actually asked my mom recently, if I was one of those annoying kids, we all know those annoying kids that um, just keep saying, hey, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And she said, no, you were. But I was like, all right, well, I, in my mind, back when I was growing up, I was thinking to myself, like, I always hated going on the road and going, just, I hated the road trip because I just wanted to get where I was going. Um, but as when I was on the road, my, my dad always had this plate, like the CD. You guys remember CDs? And he had the CD that would play every single time. And this song, every time I hear this song, it just, it's like a nostalgic moment and it just makes me so happy inside. So DJ Bobby Houston, come on, play that for this everyone real tonight come on anybody know this song come on hey come on hey I see you grooving I see you grooving come on hey hey all right, all right stop before I start embarrassing myself um when I hear that song when I hear that song there's something there's this little kid inside of me that goes crazy and I just remember picturing you know my family my brother next to me my parents in this car going somewhere and but I have this love-hate relationship with road trips and even today yo today if you know me you know this is to be true that I hate traffic yo I almost went viral one time because I pulled a video on how much I hated traffic. Some of you guys remember that. Like, I hate traffic because I'm just the type of person that just wants to get where they're going, you know? And we, we just, it, the road trip is a part of the vacation, part of the journey that we just don't want to be in. We just want to never engage in. We just want to avoid it, get out of it as quickly as possible. But we, we you know, today we kind of live in this reality that we're all, everyone here is on a journey and I think we do the same thing today. Like, I really do. I think we do the same thing today. We just have a little bit different. Like, once, once I get there, once I get to there, um, then life will start. We live in this reality that once we get somewhere, that's when we can start having fun. That, you know, once we get to our vacation, once we get to our hotel, once we get to our destination, the place that we're going, life, fun, all the joy then that can start. And we do the same thing with our personal lives. We say the same type of thing, like once I get this job, once I get a girlfriend, once I get a boyfriend, once I'm married, once I get out of the house, once I, once I, we just keep saying the same thing, we believe this lie that once we get something, then life will start. But come on, you guys know this. That once we get to that place, what happens? We're not 
What? We're not satisfied. We won't, we're on to the next thing, right? I remember growing up, it, 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 we just celebrated Christmas, and I would get this Christmas present, right? And I would get it, open it up, and for months, I'd be so happy, so happy, and I would play with it for like three days, and then I'd be sick of it, and I want the next new thing. And our lives and how we deal, like what we're doing as humans is that we're just waiting for the next season, this next thing. And, and we believe, we start to believe that life is, happens when we get that thing or that new season or that new destination. Do you see the problem with this here tonight? That if we live in this reality, that means life will never ever start for you. That means you'll never be fully present in the moment that you're in right now. You'll never be fully engaged with what you're doing right now. And that means that life always starts somewhere else and you'll never obtain life. I don't want you guys going through 2019 just simply missing the moment because we're waiting for that next thing. We're waiting for that next season. We're waiting for God to do something crazy. I don't want you guys missing any moments and you know, if I'd be real with you guys, like, this message is for me tonight. And for, like, the last past two months of my life, I've, I've experienced anxiety like I've never had before. And, I'm, and, and just trying to be present in the moment has been so difficult for me. And uh, to be honest with you, like, it's been crazy. And this, like, the... And when Doug asked me about a month ago to, hey, I want you to preach January 6th, I was so excited. And literally this message I would run to, it was my only anchor for like the last month. Because of me and my anxiety, me and my worry, me and my fear of situations and what's going to happen, the unknown, thinking that life is going to be somewhere. But I want to bring hope tonight. And I hope, you, I, hope I could share some hope with you guys tonight. Because I don't want you guys living in this reality. And if you're not a Christian, you're not a follower of Jesus, or you're just checking us out, I'm so glad that you guys are here. And I believe that you're here and you're not here. You're, not here. you're here for a purpose here tonight. You're not here by accident. And I believe you struggle with the same thing too, right? But maybe even at a deeper level. That you've been searching for something. Searching for something that give you, will give you life and life abundantly and and I just want to share some hope with you guys tonight because I think we are all in this boat together just believing this lie that once we get something, that's when life will start. So tonight, we all have these destinations in life. We all have them. We, we all have these seasons. We all have these destinations in life. And what is it for you tonight? I just kind of briefly named some beforehand. But what are some of those destinations um, that you might have and kind of just an umbrella overview. I kind of just see this as, you know, we, we want a problem-free life. Kind of, and I could go into different things and we, we have all these problems, right? And we have relationship problems. And so a lot of you guys are in the room tonight, a lot of you college, young adults, you're just saying to yourself, who, those who are, who are in the season of singleness right now, you just, once I start dating, then that's when life will start. And some of you guys are declaring 2019 is your year, you're going to get your girlfriend, you're going to get your boyfriend, you're declaring in Jesus' name. But you know, you know that that. It might not be all that it's cracked up to be. Yo, I was the same way, though. I was the same exact way. I, would, I remember just in my, in, like in my singleness, just like struggling, like, God, when are you going to give me that girl? God, when is she going to come through? And I thought she was going to come through in this, you know, you know romantic Juliet situation, Hollywood was going to do a movie about me. Like, but 
I got a girlfriend, and she's great. She's lovely. She's amazing. She's beautiful, and all the above. <laughs> but I'm waiting for the next season. I'm like, yo, I'm ready to get married now. Like, marriage is where... Oh, jeez. Our whole family is, like, literally right here, second row. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> I'm waiting to be married. I'm waiting for the next year. I want to settle down and, you know, have a good job and have a, you know, provide. And I'm waiting for the next year because I'm starting to think that that's where life is. But before, I thought it was with the girlfriend. And some of you guys are in the same way. You know, I'm going to be real with you guys today. Some of you guys, some of you guys, you're the destination life is sex. That once I have sex, once I, once I experience sex, that's where life is. And you know I, I mean, I don't know, because I, 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 from what I've heard, the advice I've been given, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm not lying, second row, I'm not lying. <laughs> from what i heard, it's not all that it's cracked up to be, and it's a good gift for the good context and what God created it to be, but it's not everything. Come on, let's be real tonight. Some of you guys think that destination is sex. Some of you guys think it's marriage. That you just want to get married. Finally, you want some Instagram photos so you can post and you want everyone to look how cute the couple is and you want the, everything. But come on, let's get real tonight. Some of you guys want, think, you know, if you have all these abundant of friends and hanging and, and just all these friends and this attention drawn to you and, and you get recognition towards you, maybe that's where life is, but come on. Financial problems, like once this check comes in, the mail, then I'll start being generous. Or once I get out of debt, then I'll do what God's called me to do with my finances. But come on. Once you, some of you guys are saying here tonight, once I get this job, a better job, once I get more money for my work, once I get more recognition for what I do around here, once I get into college, that's when life will start. You know what the real tough one is? Pain. That once I'm healthy, that once this pain goes away, then that's where life will start. Some of you guys are dealing with that tonight. And some of us are so anxious, so fearful, unsatisfied with the season of life that we're in right now. And we believe that the problems will go away. Once the problems go away, that's when life will start. It's funny because people have literally been struggling with this for thousands upon thousands of years. And if we look at the Bible and and we just kind of look at the Old Testament for a second, I just kind of want to share this story a little bit, what's going on. And um, in the Old Testament, we see that God wanted to start a nation. And God started this journey with Abraham and told him that he was going to have a literal destination, a physical location, a promised land. And you can read it with me. It says, the Lord has said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. So there's this physical location that God has. So pretty much God's setting up this, you know, vacation, setting up this road trip. He said, Abram, I'm going to take you to this physical location. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. Back in the day, man, if you had a nation, like a nation was everything, having a a land, a nation, an arm, like that was really important back in the day. He says, I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all people on the earth will be blessed through you. So God promises a land, God promises to make a great nation and God promises to bless the whole world because of this nation. 
I'm going to stop right here, and I just want to, I'm going to get a little sidetracked because I really believe that tonight some of you guys who aren't Christians thinks that, you know, that God is just for Christians, and this is this little cult thing going on, and this isn't, no, I'm telling you right now that God is for the whole entire world, that from the beginning, man, from the beginning, his plan was for the entire world to come to know how good he really is, and so if you think you're too far gone here tonight, if you think you're too messed up, that God is crazy about you, and he loves you, and his plan from the get-go was for you. For God so loved the entire world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And I just want, I don't know why God told me to share that with you right now. But, but he promised this crazy location and this location was supposed to be amazing. It was supposed to just be like this five-star hotel, all-inclusive, you know, vacation. And it says in the scripture that the land, this land is supposed to be flowing with milk and honey. Y'all thinking like, what the heck is that supposed to mean? But that, back in the day, that was, that was it. That was the treasure. That's, this is the place. This is the place. And this was a big deal. But here's the deal. God called Abraham almost like that they're going on this journey, and one of the destinations of this journey was this physical location. But I, I believe that these Israelites were just, like many of us today, just waiting for that promised land, waiting for that destination, waiting for whatever season that they had next, and believing to themselves that that is where life is found. And you know what the story happens? The story happens is the Israelite people, craziness happens. They finally get into that promised land. And once they went into Canaan, after the life and death of Moses, a couple of things marked their season when they're in that promised land, when they're in that destination. For example, war and death. War and death, as soon as they got into the promised land, as soon as they got into the promised land, they started fighting battles, fighting giants. It was, and all of a sudden, it's straight war and death for these Israelite people. And some of you all think that this next destination that you're looking for in life is just, you're just looking for that comfortable lifestyle. That you think that God's going to bring you to this place and you're going to be comfortable, laid back, everything is going to be problem free. But here's the deal tonight. God's not just going to take away your problems. It's not how he does it. It's not how he does it. We just look for this comfortable stage in life that we could just sit and be at rest and peace. And, but come on. When they got into the promised land and after war and death, they got started getting confused and they started asking, God, are you my God? And all of a sudden that they were starting to make promises that they couldn't keep. And, and, you know, it's so funny. It's so funny that sometimes we make promises to God and in the season that we're in right now, okay, God, once you give me this next thing, once I get this next thing, God, then I'll be serious with you. So God, once you give me the boyfriend, once you give me the girlfriend, once you give me the amount of money that I want, once you give me everything that I want, then God, I will be real with you. Then I'll start following you. Then I'll start reading my Bible. Then I'll start going to church, start serving, you know, doing everything that you call me to do. What happens when we get those things? And then it's not all it's cracked up to be. A lot of us start blaming God. We start blaming God and we, and we start saying, God, that you're the problem now, that you're the issue, that you're the problem. And we start saying, you know, once, God, you make all these things right, then I'll start following you. Then I'll put my trust in you. The problem is we're focusing on the wrong things. 
And just like the Israelites did, it was marked in just the history of the Israelites that they had idols. And, um, and, and it's just a quick story that, for example, like the Israel, uh, God wanted Israel to have no kings. And back in the day, the kings, if you had a king, you were like, let's go. And the problem is God didn't want that for the Israel. God wanted to be the king. And he wanted to show the people how much that they could trust him. But, but the problem is Israelites, they cared about themselves. And they said, no, you know what? We want to be like everybody else. We want a king. And you can read this in first story in First Samuel. And, and they go back and forth. And God allows them, to be, allows them to have a king. And then what happens when they have a king? A couple kings later, and King Solomon allows idols into the temple. And all of a sudden, what we start to do is when we're not satisfied with the season that we're in, we start to dethrone God. We start to dethrone him. And we, have, we worship, start to worship other things, start to chase other things, start to, because life wasn't cracked up. To, like we, we, we were the ones that thought this was going to be life. And then when we got there, it wasn't life, and, but we blame God anyway. This is a cycle that's been going on for literally thousands of years. We often end up thinking just because of along in this stage, a situation, the circumstance will be enough to satisfy our souls and satisfy the craving of deeper meaning and a deeper purpose in life, but then we all sooner or later find out that it doesn't measure up. And it's so hard to be present in the moment because we're so focused on the future. You know, it's, for some of us here, it's not that we're focused on the future. We're focusing on the past. And we, think our, and we can't be present in the moment because of our past and the guilt and the shame and, and what I've done and nobody knows about and all the secrets and all the baggage that I have. And some of you guys can't focus on right now because you're thinking about the past. And some of you guys are thinking about the future. I don't want in 2019 to miss any moments. I don't want you guys going through 2019 without being present. And so what, what, what is, how, we do, how do we do this? How do we be present? How do we engage where we're at? Be present in life and be present in this journey. I want to look at Moses. Because if you look at Moses, he was... You know, we, we see him as this great hero figure, right? We see him as, like, this guy that did such great things for God. He lived such an extraordinary life, and he did such amazing things, but he wasn't perfect. This dude was a murderer. He kind of really disobeyed. Like, he didn't really fully trust God sometimes. It did things that, that really, like, you should have just trusted God in, and he wasn't perfect by no means. But he was used incredible, incredible ways, and and Abraham, sorry, Moses was promised the same things that Abraham was promised. He was promised that land. So the same journey Moses had, he was having, and he was waiting for this land for literally 40 years. Picture waiting for something for 40 years. Waiting for, you know, you're at LaGuardia, waiting for the plane, you know, for, for like 40 minutes is tough. But like imagine 40, waiting for something for 40 years. And he's, and just picture this, the Israelite people are in this desert and waiting for, to get into this land for 40 years. But the problem is Moses disobeyed God. One time he, hitting this water, he wanted to get water one time, but he smacked this rock trying to get water. And, and diso- he disobeyed God, and he was actually not allowed to go into the promised land. Towards the end of his life, Moses got up on this mountain 
called Mount Nebo, and he was looking out and, and seeing this promised land. And you can read this in Deuteronomy towards 34, in chapter 34, he said, it says this, Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when I said, I will give it to your descendants. I've let you see it with your own eyes, but you will not cross into it. Wow. Moses waited 40 years for this land. Y'all, if you if think about it with me, like I've been waiting 40 years for this land. You let me see the land, and now you tell me I can't go into it? Are you kidding me? I, like, I, I get, so, like, I can't, you know, I put it like in a hot pocket and one of those microwave things in for a second. I get impatient in like two minutes. Now imagine 40 years thinking about hot pockets. I mean, thinking about this land, thinking about this land. Consistently thinking, like, that's where life is. That's where life is. And because Moses disobeyed God, he was not allowed to go into it. I'd be ticked. I don't know what Moses thought. Literally, the next verse, he says, the Moses and the servant of the Lord died. <laughs> They're in Moab. Like, he just died. <laughs> he was, if I was him, he probably just was like, I'm done. You know, I, all I did, all I worked for is gone. <laughs> but I want to take you back to Mo- the beginning of Moses' journey. And I think that's where the key is. So we, I know I'm going all over the place, but I really want to get this picture of Moses' life and and at the end of his life, he sees that land. But let, let, let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to where it all started. And so Moses meets God in a form of a bush. Some of you guys know this, right? Some of you guys don't. You can read about it. It's crazy. The Bible's crazy. You should read your Bible. It's cool. And the, God was in the form of a bush that was on fire but not consumed, right? And he's at, Mo, God is calling Moses, and Moses was like, yo, I, I don't know, this is crazy, like, uh, this is a bush on fire, but it's not burning up, it's crazy, and, you're, and, and Moses asked a simple question, God, like, who are you? Moses asked this question, who are you to God? And God says this, God says this, this, I am who I am. God says, I am who I am. You know, I was Moses again. I'd be like, what is going on? Why can't you tell me who you are? Like, what does that mean? But here's what that word means. It means a couple different things. And Hebrew scholars translate this. It could mean a couple things, but it's, you translate it to Yahweh. It's a verb. It's not a noun. It's an action tense oriented verb. So you track with me. So when Moses said, God, who are you? What Moses is hearing is he's hearing Yahweh. And I am who I am can mean a couple different things. It can mean he, what he's hearing could be like, I am the creator. I am God. I am the creator. I create things. I know how they work. I know I created you. I created people. I created animals. I created everything. That's who I am. I am the creator. Also could mean none of, my, none of your business. I am who I am could also mean none of your business. Like, I'm God. You're a human. Like, I don't care. Like, LeBron James flexing. Like, like you are people. I'm God. I don't care. But here's what, and this is the most important thing. From the start, when, when, God, when Moses asks God, who are you? Moses listens. God says, I am who I am. What that could mean is what Moses is hearing is, I will be there with you. 
What does this mean? So when Moses is hearing, he's hearing, I am an action-oriented God. Wherever my people go, I will go with them. So God establishes from the start, before the journey, before Moses did anything right, did anything wrong, that God was going to be with him. And that's a lot of hope for a lot of us here in this room because here's the deal. What God is saying is he's saying, I'm not the God of destinations, that I'm the God of the journey. I'm the God that's going to be with you. I'm going to be for you. I'm going to be walking by you. I'm going to be taking care of you. Trust me. Love me. I'm the God of the journey. I'm on the road with you. I'm in the changes. I'm in your singleness. I'm in your doubt. I'm in your frustration. I'm in the steps. I'm in the transitions. I am, will be there with you in the struggle, whatever season you're in. And so some of us think that God is this God that's going to take us from one place into the next place. But that's not who God is. God is a God who's in the journey, man. He's the God of the journey. He's walking there with you. Whatever season you're in, he's with you here and now. He's with you here and now. And the thing that God is inviting us into here tonight is not a destination. It's a journey. It's a relationship with him for you to experience right here in this moment, in the present, right now. He's offering you to himself right now in the same God. The same God that you think was going to be at the destination. He's with you in the journey full of grace, full of truth. He loves you. He's crazy about you. He's madly in love with you. And so tonight, the, life, life isn't about getting somewhere. It's simply about getting God. That tonight, life isn't about getting to the next season. You simply get God. And that's the whole point. That is the, the whole point. You get God. You get him. He's available to you. His love, crazy. His mercy, relentless. His, he's crazy about you. In, he's with you right now in the midst of whatever you're going through. If you would just take a moment and focus on the present, in the present, in the moment, where you are, right where you are. He is with you right now. That's all you ever need. So stop saying, hey, once I get this, that's when life starts. No, life starts right here, right now, whatever season, in the pain, in the loneliness, in the doubt. Life starts right now, and it's available to you right now. That's the point. This is what's getting me through, is that it's right here, right now. It's not in this destination. It's not when you get what you want or get, or get whatever. Like, here's the deal. God came through on his promises, but he kept... He came through on the biggest promise, which is that he will always be with you. He did that with Moses. And if you are a child of God, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus here tonight, he promises that he'll never forsake you, that you are not alone, and he'll be with you. When you go home tonight, and you don't want to go home because you don't like your family situation, he will be with you. When you, when you go to the doctor and they, go and they give you a report that you don't like back, guess what? He's with you. When you slide into some DMs and then no one's responding back, guess what? He's with you. <laughs> He's with you. Moses did incredible things with God. And the end of Deuteronomy, it says this. In verse 10, since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. That's the whole point, guys, that 
God wants to be with you, in relationship with you, to give you life right here, right now. Not some future time. Here. Now. He's here in this room right now. And if you're a doubter, a skeptic or not, he is here now. He wants to give you life now. So you can be present in the moment right now. Because God is present with you right now. And think about this for a second. Think about your problems that you are facing right now. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine you get this reality that God want, where, God, where you are right now, God wants you to be. Think about that for a second. Right now, wherever you are, that's where God wants you to be. So if you're in a job situation, you don't really like this job, you want to get out of it. But imagine you believe this for a second and you believe that, hey, maybe God wants me here in this job. And now, all of a sudden, you're going to go to work Monday morning, and you're, you're different. You're looking at, you're seeing things differently now. You have a different perspective because that's where God wants you now. Well, imagine, imagine in your singleness right now. Imagine in your singleness right now all the time that you have. I remember so, I had so much time when I was single. I had so much money when I was single, man. And you can use that. Think about this for a second. You can use that. For incredible ways to make a difference in people's lives that will last literally for eternity. Come on. What imagine if you, whatever season you're in right now, and yeah, it might be hard, and yeah, it might be really difficult, and yeah, God will take you out, and God will bring you. He's a God of the journey. It's a journey, but he's with you right now. Imagine you put that lens on it, and today's culture with everybody's just so anxious and and you just start, I, I, the last couple of months I've been experiencing anxiety like never before. And it's just this crazy feeling of like your heart starts pounding and you start sweating and you start thinking and you're, you can't think. Like some of you guys know that Krusty Krab meme when the, Mr. Krabs is going crazy. Like, that, like that's what you're experiencing, right? Like everyone like literally 25 and under laughed, 25 and over, did not know what the freak I was talking about. Okay, but listen, listen, listen. I was struggling and I, I can't think clearly and... My mind is wandering, and I start thinking of all these different possibilities. But the fact is that God is near. He's with me right now. I love it in, in Philippians. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. With everything, with prayer, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And I and that's such a, you know, verse, like, don't be anxious. It's so hard not to be anxious. And, you know, it's so hard. I'm thinking about all these things. But here's the key. Right before that verse, it says, the Lord is near. So don't be anxious. I love how Doug, Doug was the one that made me realize that about a year ago. That Paul says that the Lord is near. He's with you in the season. He's with you in the anxiety. He's, you don't have to constantly worry or be fearful because God cares about you. God cares about you. And, and some of you guys are struggling with this contentment of being in the season where you want to be in right now. But Paul also learned the secret of being content. And it's through Christ Jesus. It's through Jesus because Jesus is enough because Jesus can satisfy you if you allow him to. If you allow him to. Some of you guys keep rejecting. Some of you guys keep searching for different things. No, you need to let Jesus be your everything and be consumed by him. Eleven in Psalm thirty-seven it says, "Take the light your 
in God. Delight yourself in the Lord. Like, it's not saying delight yourself on Sundays. It doesn't say delight yourself on Sundays at 7 p.m. It says, no, take delight. And that means whenever you are, take delight because he's near. He's with you right now. So some of you guys who are skeptics, some of you guys who don't believe and put, your, put their faith in Jesus, you guys are going through the same thing. You're searching, right? I know this is you. You've been searching for something for so long to satisfy you. You thought it was women. You thought it was men. You thought it was the party scene. You thought it was the bar. You thought it was in the acceptance from other people. You thought it was in fame and money, but nothing has come through yet because you're not, because all those things don't have life with them. But the creator, God, who's insanely in love with you, sent his son to die on the cross and rose back from the dead, is crazy in love with you, and he's here with you right now, saying, speaking your name and calling you to himself. Yet that God can satisfy you. That's what you've been looking for. Jesus is what you've been looking for tonight. So this destination that you're trying to get to, yeah, that's Jesus. And guess what? And this is the crazy part. You can't get to that destination on your own. You can't get to it on your own. It's a free gift that God makes available to anyone who puts their faith and trust in Jesus. That's available to you. So 2019, man, is this the year you're just gonna worry about the future? Think about the past? Or are you gonna be present in the moments? Whatever season you're in, being present because guess what? The Lord is near and God is with you. I am who I am. I will be there with you. So Christians in the room, what, are, what is that destination in life that you're striving, that you're waiting, that you're putting in all your hope in tonight? Realize that it's not the destination. It's the journey, that you can enjoy the journey. You can enjoy God. And if you're not a Christian here today, You've heard that God loves you, that God's crazy about you, and that he wants you. Your baggage, yourself, everything. He wants to transform your life and give it purpose and meaning and give you life abundantly here and now and also everlasting. Now, if you want to start that journey, some of you guys are not on a journey with Jesus. If you want to start a journey with Jesus, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity in a moment to do that in a little bit. But here's the deal. Life isn't about getting somewhere. It's about getting God. So let's pray. Jesus, you're sorry that we've looked everywhere else for life, that we looked in other people for life, that we've looked in situations and and circumstances and seasons in life to fulfill us and bring us true joy and true purpose and meaning. We looked at the created things to give us life instead of looking to you, the creator of those things. So Jesus, we come before you just humble. We're sorry. Give us new life. Give us new vision. Give us new, a new perspective, Jesus, that you're with us right now. 
with every eye still closed. It's, um, it's funny because psychologists in this Psychology Today article says that the best way to be present in the moment is by simply breathing. And it's funny as I just heard from a pastor speak one time that when you breathe, it's almost like you're in the Hebrew language. It's almost like you're saying, every time you take a breath, it's like you're saying Yahweh. So Christians in the room, what is that thing that you're always looking towards to satisfy you? What is that thing that keeps you up at night? What's that thing that you know that drives everything, that drives why you do what you do so that maybe you can be liked or so that maybe you can get that person to like you back? What is that thing? Just be humble with God. Realize that he's with you right now. He knows that thing already, but he's so crazy in love with you that he doesn't care. He just wants you to enjoy him. So get real with God. Don't let this moment go past. His grace is enough. If you're not a Christian in the room, you've heard about Jesus' grace and it's everlasting. If you want to put your faith and trust in Jesus, here tonight. You could just start the journey. You could start the conversation by saying something like this. You say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for chasing things that never really truly satisfied me. I'm sorry for disobeying you. God, thank you so much for loving me for sending your son to die on the cross and rise back from the dead to give me life here and now and also everlasting. I want to start a journey with you today. Today marks the day. January 6, 2019 is the day when I started a journey with you and I gave my life to you. Every eye still closed. If you said something like that and you want to start a journey with Jesus today, and if you declared that with your mouth and your heart, you're now saved. You're his child. And he promises throughout life that he'll be with you. So if you said something like that, with every eye closed, you can look up at me. If you made that decision today, Lord, we love you. You're here in this place. The atmosphere is changing now, for the spirit of the Lord is here. We love you, Jesus. For all these things in Jesus' name, amen. You guys can stand for one more song as we close out tonight.